Hi everyone, welcome to Taz Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Today we're talking about Amnesty episode 31. I So my first thought, um, which I actually didn't have until the second time I listened to the episode, mm-hmm. is that... Remember how in the la- in our last episode we were talking about how excited we were for their big Sylvain adventure they were going to go on? Oh, yeah. And that dream immediately got crushed because it turns out they're not doing that. They're staying in um in Kepler because at least for the next episode. Cuz it sounds like they still want to go into Sylvain. Like I think the end game end game is still that they have to go into Sylvain and find the heart of the quail or the quail if you're from West Virginia. <laughs> Um, and, like, they're still going to do it, but in order to even get to that point, in order to get to Z, they have to go through X, y, W, X, and Y. And Is that even the right order of operations? Yes, but I had to think about it, which is weird. <laughs> and that makes me feel better. You're probably right. This is probably still just, like, the, the opening act of this last um, adventure. Yeah, like, so Balance um, had a whole couple episodes uh, before it actually like had its final uh, ending episode, and I think this is kind of gonna be something similar, or at least for the next episode, that's when they're gonna be opening up all of their little simultaneous portals and right. dealing with whatever comes out. And then I have a I have a feeling I'm expecting that episode to end with them entering Sylvain. Man, that would be awesome. Um, and I'm just gonna I was I was gonna ask this at the end, but I'm just gonna do it because now I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. The th- the things I want to happen from where we are now uh, until they get into Sylvain. So basically, mm-hmm. the things I want for the next episode is... Yeah. Um, I want Agent Stern and Mama to make an appearance. Me too. <laughs> like, I kind of I hope that maybe um, Griffin will, like, open the episode from, like, Stern's perspective or something. Or from Mama's perspective. Oh, that would that'd be, be cool. Right? Wouldn't that be cool? Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of... I wonder what they're up to. And I hope they're okay. Pigeon Me too. You know Pigeon too. <laughs> I feel really bad about Pigeon. That's such a shitty thing. Because, like, she, you know, she didn't do it on purpose. And now she has to live, like, with that guilt for the rest of her life. What if, like, a fun twist, she goes to Sylvain with them? That would be cool. Yeah, I want that be her cool? to be a part of the party. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's what we wanted from so long ago. Yeah, right? Some kind of redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Is that... What else is on your list of stuff that you wanted to see next episode? Oh, that's my... Was, I, oh. That is it. Well, cause, <laughs> So that, that's both uh, my bare minimum, but also my absolute maximum. Just because I can't tell uh, how, like, how much to expect from the next one. Just because there's so yeah. much to do, and I can't, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But I, I will say um, that... So the boys are going on their book tour next week. Right. Um, have you pre-ordered the graphic novel? By the time we release this, the graphic novel will be out already, probably. I haven't even finished the... I haven't finished volume one. Yeah, but yeah, but you pre-ordered the second one, right? No. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't get the... You get like a fun um, recording of their Taz show from New York with Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm it's... so lackadaisical about the comics, man. I... <laughs> Alright, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it's okay, because I bought five of the first one, so I made <laughs> yeah, up for I you. one of those copies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only buying the one this time because I'm not going to. They keep releasing right before Comic Con, um, uh, but I'm not going to Comic Con. That's this probably year. on purpose. Don't worry, I intend to buy Volume Two, even if I never end up reading the damn thing. <laughs> um, I have a new theory about the Quell. Ooh, the Quail. Go ahead. 
the, yeah, my new quail theory is, oh man, when I said it, I tried to say it like I would say quail, like a Californian, but in my head, I'm hearing it as quail with an accent now. That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. Um, <laughs> so the first, I was thinking about the fact that the quell, according to every, Minerva, I forget, it's probably Minerva who's explaining this, Minerva or Indrid, that the quell is currently trying to break through the gate or break through the barrier between the planets, basically, mm-hmm. the dimensional barrier to get to Earth. Yeah. And that it's, like, struggling to do that. Um, it was Indrid. I'm looking at my, my notes now. And Indrid said that the quell is trying with all its might to break down the door to yeah. get through to Earth. Yeah. Um, so at first I was like, oh, that means that the quell definitely isn't related to the abominations because the abominations haven't had any trouble that we know of being on earth. And like the mimic, the shapeshifter could like make rifts to travel around and stuff. So I was kind of thinking, well, this seems like more proof to me that they're separate things. But then I was thinking about maybe, okay, so here's, here's my theory that 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 thinking led to yes i think i know sorry i'm trying to like compose my thoughts i what if the abominations are like some kind of scouts or reconnaissance so the quell wants to get sylvain like the soul of sylvain back knows that sylvain is on earth and is possibly maybe the quell can't make its whole self go through without like fighting to get the door open as it were yeah. but maybe it's still able to slip some like reconnaissance agents through and maybe that's what the abominations are and maybe then the reason that they became more aggressive or more advanced when Aubrey appeared in town is because their goal was to go to earth and look for Sylvain and if Whatever Aubrey's connection is to Sylvain, which, like, I don't I think that Aubrey has that connection is indisputable. Mm. Aubrey gets closer, the Sylvain sense starts tingling, and the, the abominations start to hit harder because Aubrey has come to Kepler. Do you think, then, if I'm understanding correctly, actually, that, that's a good point, because they, they only started kind of acting abnormally when Aubrey showed up. Yeah, um, and I mean, it could be a coincidence. It could be just like a conceit of the, like a kind of like narrative artifact. Yeah. Like the story starts when the characters appear, like, you yeah. know. But I don't know. If that we're would be to take, cool, though, if they yeah, actually were. If we're to take that as a, a like a piece of the fiction, mm-hmm. then I don't know. That's my theory. That's how I'm trying to like figure out this is the way that the abominations might be related to the quell. Yeah. Actually, that's a really good point. Because at, at this point, the things we know about the Quell still don't really add up to what we know about the Abominations. Yeah. Um, and I, I understand, you know, and we've said this before, that the Quell is the important... It, it's been identified as, quote-unquote, the big bad, even though it's not mm-hmm. necessarily actually, like, an, 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 like, a malicious antagonist in this case. Sure, yeah. Um, but we still haven't seen what the connection is, really, between that big bad and our previous you know all the baddies that have been leading up to this point mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah maybe that's you know you know how i was like oh i want to see agent stern and mama maybe your yeah. thing for next episode is more clues to <laughs> <Amnesty> <laughs> or, or or um 
the quell and the abominations. I would like, yeah, I don't know. Again, I kind of feel like the relationship between those two things might be something that, like, the twist ending or something. Something that's not going to be revealed until we come close to the ending. But yeah, another couple we'll see. episodes from now. Yeah. And that is pretty much all the serious stuff I had to say about this episode because this episode was chock full of hilarious banter, <laughs> which I really enjoyed, but don't yeah. have any, like, theories to crack over it. Yeah, actually, um, same here. Um... I love that Jake Kulice is a harp seal. Oh my god. Oh, so the thing about that is, like, I know it's supposed to be adorable, but I've seen the movie Tusk, and so to me, it's kind of awful. Oh, I've never seen it's, that movie. <laughs> it's actually... Is it a documentary, or is it, like, no, a horror it's, film? No, it's a horror movie by Kevin Smith, the guy who made, oh. like, Dogma and yeah, Mallrats yeah. and stuff. I, I actually think it's a really good movie, and I kind of wish I hadn't seen it, because it was kind of sickening. Oh, like more so than midsummer? Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, maybe it depends on like everybody's personal mm, things mm. that like gross them out. But yeah. Tusk was really hard to watch. I, again, I thought it was really good and like really weird and funny, but it was so gross. And all now seals I'm gonna and Google wal- it. Seals and walruses are dead to me now because of that movie. It has Justin Long in it. I know he's really good in it too. And Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> what is this? I'm gonna read the Wikipedia. Um, oh, I actually did have one more thing that I wanted to suggest as some like a point of interest mm-hmm. is that Minerva can make rifts, right? Yeah. Is that related at all to the shapeshifter being able to make rifts oh, or shit. unrelated? It uh, might just be, I mean, we're living in like this sci-fi fantasy universe where there are magical doorways to other worlds or within the same world. Maybe it's like this rift making ability is... Just something everyone can, like, different entities can do. It might not be related necessarily, but there was just one time when Minerva specifically said rifts that I was like, oh, I wonder if that's related. That's actually a really good point. Um, I, I don't have an answer for this, but I, yeah. will, I will say, though, um, that if Minerva's had this power the whole time, why didn't she come over sooner is my first question. No, I don't either, know. Yeah, my, I don't like, I don't expect us to answer these today, but... Like, why did she wait all that? If she, if training Duck was so important, why didn't she just come over here and train Duck, you know? The other That's thing, too, question. is um, uh, we've seen a lot of rifts in, in this whole campaign. Like, there's a rift between Amnesty and, or, I'm sorry, uh, Sylvain and Kepler. That mm-hmm. the, the portal is, it, that's a rift. It's yep. a rift that either, the other thing, too, is do you think that the timing of the rift, like, the portal opening, is that a universe thing or is someone actually opening the door you know that's a really good question and i don't think we have the answer that's nope. also something that i was wondering about yeah oh wait a minute okay the, oh my like, god <laughs> okay. this, this episode was full of um banter but we still have so many questions <laughs> okay so i was actually wondering this while i was listening because we know that the gate used to be in new york or something mm-hmm. wherever leo's from mm-hmm. and then moved to kepler yeah so i was wondering why yeah, what determines where the gate is and why does it move? And I don't know. Like, yeah, I have no idea. If if my if my kind of like reaching theory about maybe the abominations are kind of looking for Sylvain. Yeah. Then I don't know why it would decide, oh, she's not here. Let's go to this little West Virginia town or whatever. Is it random? Is it like a force of nature? No, 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 no. The, the gate can't be related to where the gate ends up and where it moves can't have anything to do with anyone looking for Sylvain because 
that only happened, Sylvain only disappeared like a couple decades or something ago, and the gate has been on Earth for like all of its history, and that's where all the cryptids and mythology stuff comes from. Oh, yeah. That, that we know. Yeah, I forgot about that for a second. Yeah. So, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the gate, that makes me think the gate is like a natural phenomenon that maybe just like jumps around because it's like... Sometimes thunderstorms happen, sometimes the gate moves around, that kind of thing. Yeah. So so then do you think Minerva's whole deal, or or like an an interloper that isn't necessarily Minerva, but someone similar, have they been following the gate this whole time then? Because Leo was like specifically tied to the gate that was in New York, and he, he followed it to West Virginia for the new chosen one, so... I don't know. Well, so... It might be the case that even though the gate has existed, I think the gate has existed for all of, like, human history, maybe the Earth's history, but I don't think the abominations have been a thing for that long. Because Minerva said that the abominations or whatever force... Yeah, she so so the abominations happened on Minerva's planet and the sister planet or whatever, right? There's like an analog between what happened to Minerva and what happened to what's happening on Earth and Sylvain. Yeah. And Minerva knew about the abominations and considered them to be the enemy, so that would mean that the abominations are related to the ultimate demise of the planets, which I think means that the abominations aren't a natural feature of the gate. I think they must have started happening, I assume, around when the crystal got broken and the quell started happening, which again makes me think, well, maybe they are related, even though I still have doubts about it. Yeah. Like, we don't actually know, well, I guess we do kind of know, um, that the thing that happened to Minerva and her situation is, like, uh, so we know that it they mirror each other, but we don't know that they are, like, related much more than that they mirror each other. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Okay, so then I'm I'm flopping back over to the other side of, like, if the abominations also happened on Minerva's planet, mm-hmm. it makes it seem like the abominations, hmm, unless a very similar thing happened between Minerva's planet and the sister planet, like, one of the planets got messed up, that planet's version of the quell started attacking, then, then, Minerva, I, yeah. then Minerva went and killed everyone in that sister planet? Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that makes sense, which would mean, hang on, I'm losing my train of thought here. This is very (laughs) complicated to try and tease apart. The point I'm trying to get at is the fact that the abominations also attacked Minerva's planet and she knew about them and that was a thing makes it seem like alien invaders or something. Like, it's not just the quell, because the quell is happening for a specific reason. Humans... Went to Sylvain, broke Sylvain. Now the quell is like a reaction to that. Yeah. But it would be weird if the exact same thing happened between Minerva's planet and, and the sister planet. So then that, so now that fact makes me think, that's like, I have like two piles of evidence <laughs> that the quell and the abomination might be related and evidence that they're not related. And that one goes into the not related pile. I just want to know who's playing Jazzy Blues. Oh, Yeah. I wonder if we'll ever get an explanation for that. Well, I mean, the planet got destroyed, so I guess maybe not. But, I mean, maybe, yeah, because Minerva's on Earth now, watching movies. I don't know. I like that, um, whether you're from Sylvain or from Minerva's planet, um, if you are not native to Earth, you are fascinated by American cinema. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I just have some scattered notes about things from the episode. Uh, Dewey is basically a Muppet now. I can't believe... His voice wasn't like that from the beginning, Yeah, right? it was. Was it really? Yeah. Was it that exaggerated? Well, I, okay, maybe not... Maybe not that exaggerated. I know... It, yeah, I know it was dorky from the beginning. Yeah. It, it was... It did get a little bit more dorky now that he's a ghost. I love... I still really love Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dewey's a good source of com- comic relief, which is funny because Dewey died. So yeah. it's like, it's like, like could have been tragic, like yeah. Ned dying was tragic, but yeah. instead it's like Dewey Ghost is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Dewey's great. Dewey I fucking great. loved the scene with Muffy and Winthrop was oh, incredible. Oh my God. Justin yes. is so fucking good at role play. What the <laughs> fuck? Um, that's another example of Justin willing his his fiction into being. I know. That was, like, such good improv yeah. between the two of them. <laughs> yeah. I loved it so much. It was really impressive. Oh, my God. The signet ring and, and the, the Latin. <laughs> I loved it. Amazing. And that's all of my notes. Really? Believe it or not. And this is a long episode, but I don't really have that much to say about it, I guess. I really liked it. It was very funny. Yeah. Actually... Yeah, that's a good point. I don't have any in-depth things. Um, yeah. I think while last episode was, like, supposed to be the parlor room kind of thing, um, this one was more, uh, you know, like, you're you're heralding the troops kind of an episode, yeah. which is really cool, because this whole time we've been saying, oh, we have all these characters and all these plot things. Like, they, they we feel like we're listening to two different podcasts, so now... Yeah, now they're all getting wrangled together. Yeah. Um, I do kind of yeah. wonder what's happening with Janelle while all of this is happening. Like, what's she up yeah, to? Yeah, I was thinking about that, actually. Because she was in the last episode, right? Yeah, yeah. She yeah. She, she and um, Aubrey went to the meeting at the Cryptonomicon. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have yeah. expected that maybe she and Thacker maybe would have had more of an interaction. Oh, yeah. That might have been interesting. I feel like they have some, thing, some notes to compare. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Maybe next time. I know, maybe next time. We still have a couple episodes. So, Mm -hmm. uh, since the boys are going on their graphic book tour, um, they have pre-recorded the next couple episodes, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's exciting, because, I mean, for all we know, it could end in the next two episodes. Jesus, you're right. I mean, I don't know. Do you think... I don't think Griffin... I think if Griffin... I think if they just recorded the rest of the damn thing that Griffin would have said instead of just saying, like, we pre-recorded some more stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think we have anywhere from two to five more episodes left. Yeah, I think I agree with that prediction. Yeah, but even then, two to five, two to five, that's, like, how many months? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I liked um, Clint is able to jump into his character so seamlessly um, like when he started his his sentence as Clint and then ended it as Thacker about <laughs> Juno working in the in the forest. You know what's funny to me is like before when Thacker was just this person possessed by the Quell mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I imagined him, I pictured him really different than I do now. I don't know what it was, what it is, but I was like, I had this kind of clear visual of like this really gaunt person yeah. with black hair. Like, kind of longer black hair. And yeah. now I'm just picturing Clint McElroy whenever Thacker talks. So <laughs> it's like a really weird well, adjustment because I keep forgetting. Oh, it's the same person. So I also have a very specific picture of, of Thacker in my head. It's not of a person, though. Um, have you ever seen... It's on Netflix. It's, it's a show called Big Mouth. It's uh, produced no, by... No, I, I, 
I've seen I've seen the like screenshots and the art style. Yeah, is so ugly. I hate it. It is. Is it good? <laughs> it is like the content of it is very very good. I actually really okay, recommend it. Okay, that's cool. Uh, it's it's like one of my favorite things on Netflix. Oh man, I'm sorry I called it ugly. <laughs> no, no, it is ugly. I, it took me a really long time to actually sit down and watch it, um, but it, like it, it wasn't. the The ugliness of it is something that is a little jarring considering the things I usually watch. But the mm-hmm. content is just so funny and like, it it it. I want to say wholesome, but it's not. It's very sex positive, which I think is great. I and, think things yeah. can be dirty and lewd and also wholesome. That's kind of how I feel about the Adventure Zone. Like, Griffin yeah. could say the nastiest shit and I would still have this really wholesome mental picture of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Big Mouth is a little bit like that. Okay, well, yeah. that sounds fun. It is so fun. I really like it. <laughs> okay, cool. My recommendation, Stranger Things Season 3 was great. I loved it. I'm, it I'm, I was so scared and I think it really <laughs> delivered. I ju- I'm in the middle of episode 4 and it's very exciting and I'm going to finish watching that episode after this this recording. Hey, Rich, where can people find us? Um, you can send us an email at taztalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Tumblr at taztalk.tumblr.com. Or you can look us up on iTunes as taztalkpodcast. Cool. You can also tweet at us. We are on Twitter. We are at taztalkpodcast. All right. I guess that's it then. Uh, this was a short one. Um, I mean, the episode, our episode was short. But that's just because... We can't really analyze banter. We can just <laughs> enjoy it. That's all we can do. Uh-huh. All right, everyone. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.